1: He loves you. Here comes the Spudman. He goes down easy. Here comes the Spudman. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's
3: Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am called Spud. Spud Goodman.
1: (laughs) Spud Man.
3: (laughs) We are very happy you have uh, decided to spend at least a bit of time with us listening to this little program as very soon this thing might just be a formally little program. I mean, I don't want to go all optimistic on everyone, and by no means am I saying this is a sure thing. There remains a strong possibility, you know, that we will always be that strange little cult show that's interesting but not something the radio industry actually takes seriously. But if we do blow up, then rest assured, I will be rubbing it in to all those who said we would never break out of radio hell. I even have my victory speech prepared. Yes, you know, I am often irrational, ego-driven and very thin-skinned, somewhat like our new POTUS. I have a winning temperament. I know how to win. You know, but that is all we have in common, okay? So I guess I need to introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy, how you doing?
4: I am doing okay. But it would be nice if one of the interns got me one of those donuts sitting over there. Uh, the cord on my microphone just won't stretch but, that
3: far. But, Aunt Dorothy, those donuts were for me. The interns know my blood sugar level can get really low during the show, and as a precaution, they bought those for me.
4: You were going to eat all of them? Well, there must I, I be know, a half a dozen I, or I so know,
3: there. I know, but my levels might get really, really low at any time. Oh, okay, you, you can have like half of that powdered sugar one.
4: Mm, how about the bear claw? I well, enjoy
3: those very much. No, uh, so do I. Those are my favorite. Everyone knows that. Uh, I thought you might have remembered that. Okay, but mm. h-
4: how about half of the maple bar? Oh, no, thank you. I guess the powdered sugar donut will be okay. What's that chicken still doing out? So hey, somebody break off
3: half of one. Um, n- 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 no, not that. W- n- no, not the one with sprinkles. The the powdered sugar yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. one. Uh, yeah,
5: it's, Spud, am I going to be introduced? I- I'm sitting yeah. here waiting. Yeah. Also with us is
3: our, our temporary co-host Gerald Holcomb.
5: So well, temporary, that one, yeah. Temporary permanent, Spud. And uh, let me say it's great to be with everyone. I'm excited about the show and what we have planned, though. Yes, at this point, I'm still guessing because I'm not in possession of a show schedule. Shut up. Hopefully, that soon will be rectified.
3: Uh, Probably not, as I've said many times, all right? You got that? That stuff is only on a need-to-know basis, and you
5: don't have a need-to-know. Just do your job and support me as host. Yeah, well, absolutely, but again, I could do so much more for the show if I had a schedule, if I just knew anything like that. And Dorothy, you have a bit of white powder
3: on your cheek. Did, did they give you a napkin?
4: Oh, um mm, mm, did I get it? Um, I know it's radio, right? not TV here, yeah, but it's, I it's got, on the side. You got it oh. per, you got it pretty oh, much you okay. got it pretty much. Anyway, so okay. what I yeah. wanted
3: to discuss tonight is fake news. Jack, <laughs> what you're saying. You know, the stuff that just about every human in this country reads each day when they open up Facebook and Twitter, let's face it. This is where just about everyone gets their news these days. Sad to say, uh, though you know, I still get my newspaper delivered every morning. As I, know, I just enjoy the the feel of it I'm, I'm on my fingers. I don't know what it, it's kind
5: of I don't know, strange. I, I, I thought you stopped your subscription a couple of years ago. You know, because you got so far behind on the bill, they they didn't deliver it no. to you anymore. <laughs>
3: Okay, I I get my neighbor's copy now, okay? He's really old and forgets to open his apartment door and pick it up each morning.
5: That's stealing.
3: But before I started helping him out, they would, like, stack up so he had trouble, you know, with his walker getting in and out. If he wants to know what's going on in the world, I just give him the basics when I see him. It's a win-win deal, so he has more time for other stuff. Time is precious when you're 91, you know? Okay, so you don't read all the fake news on Facebook? No, I didn't say that. I mean, most of the interesting news online has to be fake, as the real stuff I read in the actual newspaper is kind of boring. I mean, that's the cool thing about fake news. It's never, ever boring. Tonight, a Kelly
6: File exclusive.
5: Well, I have to say, I'm very upset at all those stories about President Trump that I read on Facebook. But the comparisons to Hitler and Mussolini are just wrong. He is not a dictator in the making like some of those liberal websites like to say. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Commissar Trump
3: is an egocentric, uh, autocratic white nationalist with dual citizenship, but not Hitler or uh, or Mussolini, all right? I'll, I'll grant you that. But th- those those right-wing sites. I mean basically they said Hillary Clinton ran a sex ring out of a pizza
4: joint or or she was possessed by the devil and there's There's, like wait, uh, there's no way she is possessed by the devil. I just don't believe it. No, I it was a fake news story. That's the point I'm making
3: here. People need to Google those sites before they even click on them. Jeez, I mean, most of them are bogus, but but I understand that it's easier said than done Is these places can write some really, really cool attention-grabbing headlines, kind of like those old Weekly World news covers that used to
5: be at the checkout counter at grocery stores. I guess now it's more like the National Enquirer. I mean, you can't miss them. Yeah, I understand. There's some doubt about Hillary Clinton actually being possessed, but... Oh, you think? Well, the jury is still out on that sex ring thing. I- I'm just saying. Oh, no. So what I was thinking is... And I'm Check this out yeah. is that we really should
3: consider getting into this fake news business. You know, we can make up just about anything about this show as long as we toss in some wacky story about liberals and Democrats destroying civilization, and we'll get a couple hundred thousand shares and a billion likes yeah, for sure. But you're a liberal. I am, but I'm also an unknown liberal. Oh. With a struggling radio show, that's got to change. Yeah. You know, those Russian KGB dudes and those uh, teenage kids in Macedonia during the presidential campaign proved it doesn't take much effort to make people believe anything about Hillary. So why not drop a few stories about this show? Uh, uh, you know, of course, with it has to be has to be the required conspiracy theory woven into right, it. Right, right. It doesn't even have to be a good one. Just anything's gonna do the job Uh oh i don't know if i want to be associated with this well it's too late okay you are the designated Hmm. laugher of this show you're already implicated just don't just don't worry about it you know we can kick it around more and maybe our listeners or a guest can like offer up an idea for a fake news you know story that will take this show to the next level courtney (laughs) chloe but right now you know we normally have a live band in the studio Um, But we thought, you know, on on this show we would feature three great bands who have performed live on this radio show in the last couple years. So first up is Blanco Bronco and their tune Pixels, recorded on 11-2014, I believe. So here's Blanco Bronco.
2: in California I was way past my prime I was a lawyer misinformer I was engaged in that crime I was a warrior I was your nightmare I was your savior disguised I was dancing with all the devils having the latest great time, time. I didn't take it besides, I was dancing with all the devils, having the latest great time. I was your warrior, I was your savior, I was your angel disguise. I was dancing with all the devils, our latest great time, time. In Mississippi, I didn't take any time. I was a lawyer, missing farmer. I was engaged in the crime. I was your warrior. I was your savior. I was your angel disguised. I was dancing with all the devils having the latest great time. time.
0: This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
5: Hey, this is Frank Caliendo, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. He's the most tremendous,
1: amazing human being you've probably ever heard. And that's when the audience realized that Frank Caliendo was just kissing some rear end.
5: Hey, uh, Spud, your first guest, Leah Remini, is waiting to speak with you. Should I put her through now? Uh, that would be
3: an affirmative. Uh, you know, she's now doing this really interesting show on A&E, Leo Remini, Scientology, and the Aftermath. It's a pretty serious topic, so don't just don't jump
5: in and say something stupid, okay? Yo, no, I would never embarrass you, Spud. I am a professional. I do stand ready if needed, though, so just let me know if I can be of assistance. Hell no, you can't! Uh, That's not going to happen. Anyway, you know, the Church of Scientology
3: doesn't mess around, so thank God I have an unlisted phone number. This woman is very brave
5: to be doing her show. You know, when people leave the Mormon church, we just say goodbye. No drama. Mm. Oh, that is terrific. I guess. Anyway, it, it's
3: different with this religion, though. I'm just telling you. Uh, just put Leah on before she changes her mind, as I know she has like way more important stuff to do than talk to us. Yep, you got it. Here she is. Please say hello to actress, producer, and author Leah Remini. Welcome to our show.
6: Thank you for having me.
3: Absolutely. Now you produced and are the central figure on the A&E Network's docu series, Leah Remini: Scientology in the Aftermath, airing Tuesdays at ten nine Central. Hey, the show's generating a ton of buzz, so must be uh, pleasing.
6: Well, it's pleasing for the people who are contributing to it. Um, I really wanted these people to feel that their their pain uh was real and that um the church's attempt well, I shouldn't say church, the organization's attempt to discredit them and destroy them, uh right. and um, you know, they've been out for a while and they their everyday is feeling the pain um of the organization's policies on, on what to do with people who speak out against it. And it's very real and I, I hope people focus on that um more than the, the church trying to spin it. Uh, that everybody's out to make money off the organization, an organization that's a mess, $3 billion in assets. Um, it, it's about their pain.
3: Well, most are aware that the church uh, has a large contingent from the entertainment industry. Did did church leaders make uh, people from the industry pay full cost, or did they give you guys a discount to keep you happy while they capitalize on your celebrity? I know it's not cheap and just to join in to stay current.
6: Uh, no, the, the church, the organization has preset prices for everyone. That's that's a given. So that, that's going to cost you $300,000 over your, your time in Scientology. I see. And it's, it's a pay-before-you-go proposition. Um, but for people who have more money, we are asked to donate to the organization's um, uh, social betterment groups, as well as to donate... Uh, Large sums of money to to buying more books, to donate to libraries that we're told are being asked for for Alvin Hubbard's books. So it's and membership fees, you know, can range from uh, three hundred dollars to twenty million. Um, and so this is what they do to people who have um, more money.
3: Well you know people in the entertainment industry and you know I'm, I'm a small-time player I will admit in the past there were times when I wondered if I was practicing the wrong religion giving the state of my career when I saw how many stars were in the church it must have been a tough call um, first for some people like in the industry to uh, I mean I, I hate to say they networked in the church um, but um, is that a reality where some people maybe uh, maybe checked out, checked it out for career purposes?
6: Uh, sure, and I've, and I've promoted that, that Scientology can help you with your career. I've, I've been on the other side of that. So, uh, but, but there's more people who are not uh, Scientologists who are successful than there is in.
7: Right, right. If
6: you think about it, I mean, you just don't have um, other churches uh, using their celebrities to promote their religion.
5: Right, Spud. How what? sad is it that you ever contemplated joining a church for networking purposes?
3: Okay, Leah, I'll be back in just a second. Uh, I never did. I just mentioned it crossed my mind. Well, how about you? As a member of the Mormon Church, you don't think it's a plus for other members in Salt Lake City, for instance, at job interviews?
5: Well, of course, but that's
3: different. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, But I have to get back to Leah. She's a very interesting person, so just keep it down. Well, I I understand uh, having done a little bit of uh, research uh, on on the topic that for when people somewhat strayed from doctrine, um, there were some uh, punishments or penance or whatever term you want to use um, to get their attention. Uh, Did you ever witness anything that was really strange or did they keep that stuff away from you uh, out of your sight?
6: Well, definitely, if you're you're a celebrity in Scientology, definitely uh, very protected, very sequestered. Um, But, yeah, the punishment for going, let's say, for somebody reading my book or watching me on Dancing with the Stars, as uh, I was told by one person, she was called in, and this is on on tape. I mean, it's on the Internet. Um, Anybody can Google it. But um, she was told that all her family will be asked to disconnect from her because she watched me on Dancing with the Stars.
3: Wow. Okay.
7: So, yes,
6: and then you are paid, you are interrogated at thousands of dollars uh, to find out what your crimes are in Scientology. Well, a crime in Scientology is reading a book um, or watching a movie like Going Clear. That would be considered uh, a crime.
3: Yes. Um, well. <laughs> The question that I'm sure a lot of people have asked you, uh, and it's, it's in relation to Tom Cruise, I just was curious, is, does he actually believe that he's on Earth to battle aliens from other dimensions? I know I, I, it sounds goofy, but is is that a factual uh, statement?
6: No, it, it's not factual, but and it's also really off the point. Of, Because of, uh, I don't want to get into a discussion about beliefs, because it's not about beliefs. If, look, if, if people are running around saying Scientology's helped me, i said it. Um, it's right. great. I, right. I can't dispute what somebody says helps them, right? Right. But what I'm saying is the, the people that are speaking out against it, saying that they've been sexually abused, that they've been physically abused, mentally abused, that people were coerced into getting abortions they didn't want to get, and the church responds with attacking these people and trying to discredit them—that is part of the doctrine that I'm trying to get out. That is very hurtful and very harmful, and people should be looking into it.
3: Well, I know most people are wondering what impact this project has had on your career. Uh, can, can the church do major damage to someone if they leave? Still, at the, uh, do they have the kind of clout that they? Uh, I guess. Look, if
6: they do, if they do, if if I'm in a business. That is listening to an organization that's being accused of abusing people and hurting people if that's going to affect my career i don't want to work right, in it. right. i've been blessed with a hit series in my life people uh work all their careers to have one hit show in syndication or a best-selling book um, so i i certainly don't need to work i love to work i love what i do and this is also a side of me that i'm very passionate about i'm passionate about people being hurt and I want to help, which is why I was a Scientologist in my later years, because I believed that I was helping people. So that passion has never left.
3: All right, super. Well, let me end this thing on an up note on a non-Scientology question. Uh, Leah, what was your most memorable moment on King of Queens? Got any any little story at all you could toss
6: out? Uh, Oh, my God. Well, we we had an episode um, where I was on the stripper's poll. Yeah. Do you remember that one?
3: Uh, I I remember the poll.
6: Okay. What?
3: I Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: But, but Kevin James, I mean, I, they kept telling Kevin, you know, you got to practice on the pole. And they kept telling me, you got to practice on the pole. I was like, what does it take to get on the damn pole, you know? I get on the pole one second and I pull my neck out. It apparently does take a lot of strength to get on that pole, okay? Yeah. But Kevin did it the first time out in front of the audience. And I couldn't stop laughing. And I kept ruining takes. But that was so... That was... Every week working with Kevin James was he would do something during filming that I couldn't stop laughing and I would often turn my head to the camera and the director would say, we can't do that, Leah. You can't, we can't see the back of your head, but I would try to save it, you know? Right. <laughs> he made me laugh like no other person ever.
3: A very funny, man. All right, well, I know you've got to get going, so let me remind everyone that your show on A&E, Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath, airs each Tuesday at 10, 9 central. Hey, I want to thank you so much for calling into our show.
6: Thanks for having
3: me. All right, Miss Leah Remini.
0: There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission.
5: Spud don't let me, let me in tears. Spud don't let me, for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he does that, I just don't understand. He grabs some pencil
1: to quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spud
2: Goodman, Spud Goodman, Spud Goodman Show.
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey Spud, getting back to your idea of co-opting this Fake news that
5: seems to be so popular right now. You do understand this could backfire on you and yeah, well, the show. You, you know, know, there's there's quite an outcry in this country about this topic, and, and maybe the timing isn't so smart here. Well,
3: yeah, you know, that may be true with you know the hearings in Congress and everything, but yeah, nothing else we've tried has worked. If we have to compromise our values and principles to pull this off, then so be it. The the honest and factual route is a total loser these days. Why do you think all the real newspapers are going out of business? If we do this, you know, yeah, there could be some blowback, yeah, but it hasn't seemed to impact, have impacted Trump. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, once we're a huge monster radio show, then we can start doing things the right way. Mm. The way things, you know, were done before Facebook and Twitter.
4: Oh, I'm much more of a Snapchat person, especially with photos, a brilliant app for those late-night conversations. I guess, but Snapchat
3: isn't real helpful spreading fake news. Uh, Let's put an intern on this You supervise it, I mean, you know, correct the grammar and punctuation, and don't make it sound too smart, or people won't read it. Just come up with something really, really crazy, and then work the show name into it. It's easy peasy, man. (laughs) Uh,
5: What kind of story? Like, should we accuse you of doing something terrible? Like uh, embezzling funds from some senior citizen, or uh, maybe selling government secrets to Bernie Sanders? Uh, Bernie Sanders is a
3: U.S. senator. Why would I sell him government secrets? He already has access to
5: a bunch of top-secret stuff. Well, he's a communist. I I thought maybe he would be scary enough for some people.
4: Uh, Bernie is a real hottie. Just put his face on whatever story goes out, and it will get a ton of hits for sure. Really? I don't want to bring him into this. And besides, who says the fake news stories about me have to be negative? I mean,
5: there are positive conspiracy theories, too. Hell
7: will freeze over.
5: Yeah, but I don't think those are very popular, Spud. I can't remember seeing even one of them on Facebook.
4: Well, I think I read one about Jimmy Fallon being a devil worshiper, Oh yeah. but I was pretty sure it was a fake news yeah, story. Yeah, huh? I, re-
3: I read that one about Fallon, too. and. Yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, that would qualify as a positive story, but, you know, all, all I've been getting mostly on my news feed are, are a bunch of spooky Trump stories, how he's going to blow up the world, and you know, I, I don't know for sure if they're fake or not. Yeah. I haven't figured that out You know, yet.
5: and all I got on my Facebook news feed today is how the Clintons are now planning to spring El Chapo through their charitable foundation.
3: Heads are spinning. Yeah, I don't think I real. I, I have not seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's probably just a boring fake news story, you know we? We're going to have to do much better than that one. Man, none of our listeners have called in with any
4: suggestions so far. That's kind of weak. I was well, hoping for some help here. Well, how about Spud Goodman is going to end global warming? Maybe toss Leonardo DiCaprio into the story. Yeah. Hmm. Say you guys are now drinking buddies, staying out all night in Hollywood, and then you got into a fist fight, and you won that, of course. Uh, well,
3: I guess we could try to siphon off some of uh, Leo's juice. Good call, yo. Um, hey, get the interns on that one, seriously. Uh, But but Mr. Co-host, can you check and see if our next guest is ready? It's about time.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, I can. And I am being told your next guest, Boris Kojo, is ready to go.
3: Uh, I- I'm ready for him. Let's do this.
5: You know, i got to say, my wife heard he was going to be on, and she is definitely listening. I guess he was a supermodel before he was an actor. Yep, yep. So what I'm saying, he is a very attractive man, Spud. Yeah, good to
3: know. He's on that CBS show, Code Black, and, and-, and that's what he wants to talk about.
5: Do you think you could get him to give Rachel a shout-out? I-, I think that's what the kids call a hello nowadays. You had me at hello. No
3: freaking way am I going to ask a guest to say "Hey" to your wife? Geez, that is just
5: not cool. Well, I I was just asking. It it wouldn't have to be too much, but it would mean a lot to her if you would just. You don't think I want to use guests, you know, to help me out
3: in my love life? A simple "What's up" from a celebrity or two right now to some woman I'm trying to date, and they're a couple. That would really help me out. But I can't do that. Just, just put him
5: on, okay? I don't have time for this. Fine, here he is. Please say hello to actor Boris Kojo.
3: Welcome, man.
5: Thank you, Spud. How are you?
3: Yeah, well, let me state, for those who may not be aware, you co-star in the CBS series Code Black, airing on Wednesdays at ten nine central. That's right. Yeah. Hey, well, you play Dr. Will Campbell, a surgeon uh, in a trauma unit, correct? Uh, that, that's correct, right?
8: Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Campbell, he's the head of the ER and the OR, so he's sort of the, the structural um, um uh, fiber in, in in the hospital and uh, Marsha Gay Harden plays uh, his moral counterpart she's uh, an ER doctor who sort of runs all the, the, the residents down there and it's a great show because um, you know Code Black is based on Los Angeles County which is the busiest hospital in the world and we have uh, over 300 Code Blacks a year which means that the incoming emergencies outweigh the resources that are available. So it makes for mayhem and craziness every single day when you consider that, on average, a hospital across the country has only five cold blacks a day. Wow. Um, but it makes it fun, you know, because it, it, it's never boring. There's uh, We have a great uh, um, crew on hand. We have real ER nurses and real medical um, staff to play extras. So um, Super. We do boot camps every month to to keep up with the surgeries that we have to do. Um, so it's a really authentic uh, a trail of a hospital. Um, uh, to me, it's it's the, the most authentic medical show since ER. Wow! And I'm I'm really I'm really blessed to be a part
3: of it. Yeah, I can see from watching the show you don't get a lot of sprained ankles and stuffy noses in the storyline. So I, I, I you get bad stuff happens to, to most of your patients. So I I noticed that. But anyway, um, so do you now know how to scrub up like a real doctor? Because that would come in handy in real life, you know, before meals and everything. I'm just curious.
8: Yeah, it's funny because, you know, now people look to you for help when something happens. You know, just because you play ER doctor, they look at you, hey, um, don't you know how to save this guy's life? I mean, you play a doctor, so it's kind of funny. Oh,
7: wow. But, um,
8: so, you know, my, my dad was a, was a doctor, and when I first got the show, he, he gave me two pieces of advice that were pretty profound. Number one, he said, your heart rate should never be over 50 because you're quasi uh, the pilot of the plane. You right. always have to be cool. And the second one was when you enter a room, uh, you should enter like you are the answer.
3: Wow! Which, uh, I'm gonna write that down. Taken
8: to heart as well. Heck yeah! And my father has since passed, so uh, oh, uh, every time I step on a set, I sort of uh, honor his memory now by playing Dr. Campbell. So it's sort of bittersweet, but it's advice sort of that I that I certainly
3: uh, remember. I like I, I that that's uh. That's uh yeah I like that one a lot actually. Um, mm-hmm. Well hey you were a regular on one of my favorite network shows uh, Last Man on Earth. Sadly you were killed off. Did you lobby the producers at all to give you a reprieve or come back as a ghost?
8: Oh that was a great show. I mean yes. You know Will uh, Will is a great uh, a writer and a comedian and, and and he really did an amazing job to put the show together. Such a tremendously um, talented cast and Mary Steenburgen and January Jones and and. Um, Uh, um, um, Cleopatra and and everybody. So that was a great time for me and it was a great year to spend on that show. Um, And it's also fun because I could do both at the same time. You know, sometimes when you're lucky, uh, both shows shoot in L.A. so I was able to do that for a year. Um, But that's how it goes, you know, you get killed off, you get... (laughs) You get reborn, and and, and that's what yeah. happens in Hollywood. Is
3: any actor ever refused to die? You know, because I'd have a hard time with that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if you just refused uh, to do the death scene, uh, what happens? I get. What are they, they? I guess they get rid of you anyway, huh? All right, never. Anyway, never mind. Okay. Um,
8: well, death scenes are, are a difficult period, um, whether you're shot or stabbed or or operated on. But um, you know, the, the the more difficult part is to say goodbye to to your family. You know, because yeah. Uh, you know when you spend every day together for a year there's there's a lot of love there and there's a, a you know relationships that that are formed so to to say goodbye is 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 a tough part and um but it happens you know it's like with any other job if you if you decide to move on uh, go somewhere else you uh, you know there's relationships that are formed and then there's relationships to the end so um to me, that was, the, that was the toughest part of them, but I'm still keeping in contact
3: with, with most of them. All right, super. Well, let's step into the Wayback Machine for a second. Now, you got a college scholarship as a tennis player at VCU. I understand you were very good, by the way, but do tennis players in college uh, get into fights and stuff like football players? Because you never hear about a tennis player getting a DUI or urinating in public or something, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, well, you
8: know, Tennis was my life. Tennis is what I did growing up in Germany. That was my sport. That was my goal in life, to become the best tennis player in the world. So when my back went out, um, oh. I sort of took um, took the college route and came here and went to VCU. And, and it was an amazing experience for me. Um, but now looking back, it's like, you know, the older I get, the better I used to be. Um, that's, yeah that's part sort of the, the credo I live by now, but uh, tennis is still a big part of my life. I'm being inducted into the hall of fame and, and at VCU in February, so that's a huge honor for me and uh i'm I'm just really thankful because you know tennis got me the scholarship tennis got me uh, my degree tennis got me my career if you will uh even though it was completely um you know, unplanned, and, and I didn't know that I was going to be an actor in Hollywood and have a career here. But uh, that's how life—that's uh, how life works sometimes. You know, God laughs when you make plans, and uh, that certainly happened with me. But I couldn't be—I couldn't be more fortunate.
3: So yeah, I think out. I think the ex-athlete story here worked out just fine. So yeah. Um, Say, Spud. Uh,
5: what? what were, you, were you an athlete in college? I don't think you and I have ever discussed that on the show. Sh- I know you're a big sports me... fan, but did you ever play yourself? Just one
3: second. Hey, Boris, just just give me a brief moment. Well, most of the coaches at the community college I went to, you know, wanted me to play for them. I never got a scholarship or anything like Boris, but I was, you know, I think I was a pretty shifty, uh, deceptively quick athlete what sport did you want to play? I'm pretty good at most sports except for golf and I don't think that's a real sport anyway it's more like croquet. My definition of a sport is if you don't have to take a shower afterwards it's not a real sport Oh, I would disagree there. Bowling is definitely a sport. If you say so. What I do know though is all those years I attended community college some coach was always begging me to play. I felt kinda bad disappointing them all but I don't know. You know, I had to do what I had to do. Now let me get back to Boris. All right. Um, so you know, we're discussing the topic of fake news uh, on the show right now, and um, you know, most it's I guess it's kind of popular with people that don't actually read newspapers, uh, uh, real newspapers. Have you ever been mentioned in any fake news stories? I'm, I, I haven't mentioned in
8: fake stories. Well, I've 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 um I've had many many um affairs throughout the years with people that I never met. Right. So I, I'm sure that could qualify for a fake story, <laughs> but um, other than that, um, no, no. Other than that, I, I've never been pronounced dead by okay. or anything like that.
3: Um, well, that's good to know. But
8: you know, that's the time that we live in. You know, with 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 the internet and social media, um, everybody now has become a credible voice. You know, it's not just about journalism anymore. It's about literally people sitting in cubicles. Or, or sitting in their car or at home in front of the computer making up news, and anytime anything is written on on, on, on the web, people take it. Uh, unfortunately, people take it seriously. People give it credibility. Uh, it obviously it's become. It was very apparent throughout the the, the election.
3: Yes, it was. Um, That's kind of what we're so talking about. Yeah. What
8: I'm saying is that social media uh, is a great tool if you know how to use it and you knew, you use it resp- responsibly and. Um, With accountability, but it can also be very disruptive and destructive when you uh, use it to to fabricate stuff and to lie and to to spread rumors or spread lies. So, unfortunately, it's a it's a it's a balance that we have to learn how to deal with, especially when we have kids.
3: Yeah, it, it can also kind of sort of change elections to a, to a degree. But anyway, that's another topic. All right, I know you got to go, so let me remind everyone that Code Black, the CBS series you star in, airs each Wednesday night at 10 p.m., 9 central. So I really want to thank Wednesday,
8: you. Wednesday, yes, Wednesday, 10 p.m., uh, Eastern, 9 p.m.
3: central. Correct. Yeah. All right, well, tell you what, Boris, I really appreciate you calling in, okay?
8: Thank you so much, bud.
3: All right, same to you, Mr. Boris Kojo.
8: This
3: is the spy Goodman Show. I can't believe I let you talk me into this.
9: Ron Popeil I really miss Ron Popeil's infomercials late at night. He always knew how to make buying junk sound so right. I once bought an electric fork but couldn't eat anything with it, try as I might, or a blender that could double as a neat flashlight. I really miss Ron Popeil's infomercials late at night, but since he retired, my Visa card balance is now so
5: much lower.
2: This is the
1: Spy Goodman Show. We sure got the surprise of our lives.
3: Now, for some more music, here is a very talented woman who creates very cool music. This is Hail Mary with Fire and Hell recorded 81315 in this studio. Love you,
10: Nettie.
7: Hey, this is uh, Bobcat Goldthwait,
1: and unfortunately, Spud Goodman didn't lose my number, so
5: I'm on his show. Spud, your last guest, Ed Asner, is on hold for you.
3: Okay, well, just put him through for God's sakes. The man's a seven-time Emmy winner here. He's one of my favorite guests. I love this guy.
5: You know he has had such a long and successful career.
3: Yes. Plus, this dude doesn't take from anyone. He might be 87, but he's still going strong. We need a heck of
5: a lot more Ed Asners in this country. Put him on, please. Well, could I ask him a Mary Tyler Moore question? I'll be brief. Well, what is the question? No,
3: but I, I'll I'll try to hit him up with with one question about it. Okay? Really? Now, just
5: put him through. Yeah, here he is.
3: All right, welcome back to the show, actor extraordinaire, Ed Asner. Thanks for coming back on the show, Ed.
5: Hey, it's a pleasure.
3: Well, as an actor who has won seven Emmys so far in your career, would an eighth or ninth be sort of ho-hum? I mean, maybe put it in the garage or something, as you probably are out of storage space for them by now.
9: Each one will be worshipped independently.
3: Okay. All right. Super.
9: Yes. Well... Um, oh, I can't wait for you to present the next one to me
3: Well that that would oh, that would be a dream come true. I'm such a huge fan. Well is there an actor out there right now that you would love to work with on a project someone who you whose work you really admire that you haven't really had a chance yet to work with?
9: Well so many good actors are dying for God's sake. I hear you I, 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 I want to snare them all before they get whisked off through some unwary means of elimination.
3: Yeah. I hate it when, yeah, that last final, yeah, that's the only thing about life I don't like, that one, that part, but anyway.
9: Well, I I just read in the paper today that they're making progress on extending the lives of mice. Oh. So if they succeed there, maybe we have a chance to hope.
3: That's a, that's a good thing. All right, super. Well, Ed, you've been a labor leader in the past, serving as president of the Screen Actors Guild. Are you surprised at the support our new uh, uh, president uh, received in the election from a significant segment of the organized labor force? When, when I mean, do you think they get it that his agenda is a return to supply-side economics and eradicating unions? He's not exactly... I think,
9: I, you know, we're w- getting particular. I think, uh, first of all... Uh... It's now uh, assured that uh, Hillary got 2 million more popular votes than Donald Trump.
3: Even more than that, yes.
9: Yeah. Even more than that?
3: Yes, they're saying it's approaching 3 million now.
9: No kidding? Yep. Now, that's that that's worrisome to me, my friend.
7: Yes. Uh,
9: but uh, if, if you want to examine the Trump vote, I think it's... Uh, much of it can be laid to Congress and the uh, the mewish Congress that we have had over the past years. The anger at the lack of progress of, in in settling social problems by the Congress, and uh, uh, I think I think people uh, are striking out at the Congress in you know w- without even knowing it. By voting for somebody like Trump that they see will get the job done. Yeah. Now, when he, while he's getting the job done, I think, I think uh, he's he's going to create so many more problems that we're going to go start raving mad.
5: Yeah, that's my fear also, oh, Spud. Yes. You and your fellow Hollywood friends, for some reason, do not fully support our new Commander in Chief, and I just don't get it. And uh, I'll, I'll be back in a second.
6: Yeah.
5: All right. What are you saying? Well, that you would think President Trump would be adored by everyone in show business, as he is one of theirs. The man had a network TV show. Uh, So did Charlie Sheen, but that doesn't mean he's qualified to be the leader of the free world. Well... I, and many other conservatives, are very disappointed in the lack of support from Hollywood stars for our new president. It is disrespecting the office. Oh, really? Well,
3: you mean like how Trump worked that lame scam of Barack Obama not being born in this country all the way to the frickin' White House? Now, people with brains in and out of Hollywood will never, ever forgive or forget that disgrace. Hashtag not my president. Well then,
5: hashtag he's our president. Okay. Hashtag. He's a crotch grabber. Hashtag make America great again. Hello? Really?
3: Okay. Hashtag shut up and let me get back to Ed.
5: Hashtag I'm sorry.
3: All right, Ed, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay. So what does uh, Ed Asner do in his spare time away from the set? Do you like to toss around the frisbee, maybe collect baseball cards, or or prepare exotic gourmet meals and share it with random strangers, something that would surprise listeners, something that they don't know about Ed Asner? Is there something that you do that would be surprising?
9: Well, my navel collects so much lint. Yeah. That uh, uh, I had to spend hours culling it out.
3: There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, I, no. I'm a wool
9: gatherer.
3: Nobody knew that about you. That's a, we just broke some. That's cool. Maybe TMZ yeah. will pick that up. All right.
9: I just like to read. You like I, to I read? I like to read. My physical capacities are uh, are quite limited now. Right. I'm looking for a break in the work routine so they can get back to working out, which I haven't done in months, and I feel very guilty about that. I see. And it's a beautiful day in Southern California, let me tell you.
3: Well, don't rub that in. We had a two-day rain. Oh, dear. oh that's a good thing. All right. Yeah. Oh, super. Um, let, me, let me end this thing on... Uh, let, let me hit you with uh, the the character that you played, Lou Grant, over the years. I mean, everybody—it's a it's a near and dear character to so many people. Um, let's let's go with uh, the first uh, the first uh, I guess version of your character with, with Mary Tyler Moore. Um, do you do you have a story at all that would stand out from your years doing the, in that in that version of the, of your character?
9: Well, I carried the fantasy. Uh, probably from year one, of working up to the ability to to uh, woo her and win her. And uh, it was, I mean, we carried on the, you know, a uh, uh, G.R. shucks, man, kind of routine for, oh, almost seven years.
3: It was magic.
9: Yeah, and finally came the time when uh, the producers decided that they should make the bid on my part to get to know Mary better. And um, we went out on our first date and I was trying to look as slim as possible. And uh, Sucked in the gut, all that stuff.
3: Yeah, I've been there.
9: Uh, And finally we venture like two virgins. I think I was more of a virgin than she, the way I acted. Uh, To the first kiss. And while kissing, we each broke into laughter. And I thought that was a precious moment, uh, although I have a feeling that most people would have liked to have seen a man finally stand up with a straight spine and say, I'm going to marry you. Yes. But I didn't do it. She didn't say, do it. So it's the story never told.
3: Wow, I thank you for sharing that. I was very very spared.
9: Cool. I you know, I must say all, all those years of working the show and treating each other as Boston Boston employee. Uh, but I longed for her.
3: I see. All right. Well thank you so much for sharing that. Um, my
9: great pleasure.
3: All right. Well, I know you got to take meetings and stuff. I know you're in Hollywood, so I won't hold you any further. So, uh, you, once again, you have been such a fantastic guest. You know, other Hollywood stars should take lessons from you on how to do a freaking interview. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I, I want to thank you so much for coming back on our show, and I really hope we can talk again.
9: You're a good guy.
3: All right, there you have it, the one and the only, Mr. Ed Asner. Uh, all right. You take care and have right. a great have a great day.
9: Thanks, man.
7: You must not be stampeded by rumors or
2: guesses. Let us unite in banishing fear. It is your problem, my friend. Your problem no less than it is mine. This is the
5: Spud Goodman Show.
9: Show.
5: (laughs) Hey, Spud. Our public sector food critic is holding on the line to speak with you. He said he's in a hurry. Uh, Okay, put him on. Lawrence, you're on the air.
1: Hey, hey, but hey, listen. I don't have much time to talk, okay? Okay, all right. I was supposed to do my review this week at the Edwards Air Force Base over in Nevada here. Yeah. They call where I'm at Area 51. I think I need to lower my voice a bit because I think I'm being watched right now.
3: Never fear. Smith is here. Area 51? You think, you know, you're not talking about aliens watching
5: you right now. That's... You should run away as fast as you can, Lawrence. This is just a radio show. It's not worth it. Well, maybe not, but there's not aliens. The MPs are watching me. I think the the
1: military cops, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm standing here near some, this hangar here. I think I'm lost. I was supposed to be reviewing the food at the commissary snack bar on the base.
3: I think I took a wrong turn somewhere. Well, you usually take the bus. Did, did you rent a car? car? I mean, I, I thought you don't even have a driver's license. No, no, I don't, know. But I'm, I'm walking now. And on this base here, it's huge. I left my motel,
1: which was it was nearby here. I've been walking ever since. I think those MPs are getting out of their jeeps. They're coming over here right now.
5: Just put your hands up and,
3: and look, don't, just, just don't move. Be a statue. Tell them you come in
2: peace. All I wanted was a Fenty. Just one Fenty, And she wouldn't give it to me.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I guess I'm I'm not going to be reviewing the snack bar in this base. Hey, look, I'm sorry about
3: that. It's okay. Don't. It's all right. Uh, we're running short of time anyway. Hey, when they ask you for your ID, just give them your name, rank, and serial number.
1: My, my rank, sir. I don't serial have a serial number. Serial right. number. Hey, would my social security number work for that?
5: No, no. Never ever divulge your social security number to anyone. Not a good idea.
1: Blah blah blah. Oh, all right. Roger that. Okay. Uh, look, I really need to go now because. Uh, hey, guys, what's up? No, no, I'm just a public sector food critic. Uh, I'm looking for the snack bar over there. At- oh,
5: uh, yeah, he's, he's gone, Spud.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, he, he'll be fine. Just don't worry about him. He, um, so let's just wrap this show up, though. I got stuff to do, like do my monthly check on stuff in my refrigerator. Trim my ear hair and nose hair. Is this the kind that honest. you do? You and, do this this is the and what check? I really, really need to do is read and answer my fan right. mail. I Have like hey, well two listen, or three actual letters to open and a few emails. I think could be from fans. I know or you're they you're, could very be like popular, overdue you're very late. popular. You're very popular. But before you do that, but yes, I'm yes. being
5: told by the board we have a caller on the line with a suggestion on a possible fake news story about the show. Do you want to take it?
3: I don't know. Is it a good idea? If it's not, then I'll pass. Well,
5: I haven't spoken with him or her, so I have no idea.
3: Uh, all right, just keep your finger on the drop button, and if it's even sort of lame, give him the hook, all right? All right, uh, call. are you uh, there?
7: Uh, uh, you're going to like this one. Okay. You got Miley Cyrus pregnant.
3: Miley Cyrus? Someone leaks the son... Huh? Someone, you got me? Yeah.
7: Someone leaks the sonogram... And it shows a tiny little demon monster oh. with a little photoshopping. It'd look really grotesque. It'd be a sure uh. thing to be on the cover of all the tablets. Hey, maybe you can have two heads.
3: I don't know if I want to be known as someone whose demon seed is growing in Miley Cyrus's abdomen. Come on, you can do it. That's just, that's just, I think that's over the line, too creepy. And once this gets out, I'll never be able to get a date ever, and it's already hard enough. You know, and it won't even matter, you know, in the later retraction. It'll have to be made when we get threatened by Miley's attorneys. That's not going <laughs> to fix it.
7: Hey, 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 hey. You get known as getting Miley Cyrus pregnant with a demon monster, and you are gold. I mean,
4: well, sure, people so, with a but- brain
7: though it's a goop, but come on, most everybody else on Facebook and Twitter will buy it for at least a few days, and that's all it'll take to do the job. I mean, this show and you, Spud Goodman, will be
5: world famous. You know, I, I'm not familiar with this Miley Cyrus. Is she an entertainer?
3: What's with you, Joe, huh? Yeah, sort of. She's, she's really popular. I don't know her. And, you know, this might work, actually, you know. Sure, I mean, I'd rather be known as someone who got Beyonce or Lady Gaga pregnant. I mean, Miley's not my type, and I'm way, way too old for her. But it sounds more believable with her than just about anyone else. So I, I guess I'm in. I'll give it a shot again. I don't know.
4: Well, she has to have serious daddy issues, so there's that. Yeah. But, Spud, I vote for Fiona Apple. She is such a talent. I
3: agree, but, you know, this going viral thingy is so difficult to crack. I, I have not been able to figure out the recipe to this point. Maybe this caller does know best. And hey, i well, thank you, Spud. I put some time in thinking about
7: this before I called in. When you brought this up earlier in the show, I was considering going with, eh, you know, like Debbie Lovato. But then I thought she has so many options with just about any hot student showbiz. But Miley? No. She's just reckless enough for this to be believable.
5: Well, yeah. And, and But if this blows up in your face, Spud, the risks are not worth it. Do you want to be known as a cradle robber and uh, the father of a monster baby? I am pregnant. It's
3: not a true story, okay? It's just a vehicle to get the word out on this radio show. Um, you know, I mean, let's face it. It kind of helped a U.S. and it impacted at least a U.S. presidential election. You know, all it takes is one uh, yeah, uh, really good I fake news story know. and bam, we're up uh, there with the know. big boys. No, seriously, we could be up there with the big boys. It's possible. Uh, I don't know.
7: I don't know. Even if this Cyrus thing blows up, I doubt you and the it's show your idea. will ever be popular. You know, like Ryan Seacrest or Rush Limb. I mean, ultimately, you're still Bud Goodman.
3: Yeah. Well, that's okay. As long as my mailman and say the barber I go to actually know I am famous, then that's going to be cool enough for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right now I can't get them or even close friends or family members to listen to this show. So
4: you know, it's it would be nice to have a
3: little bit of buzz about me in my own neighborhood at least.
4: Well, I used to listen before I took this designated laugher job. Not every week, but sometimes.
3: Yeah, well, thank you for your support there. So, so caller, um, I got to go. Keep your eyes peeled for this story about Miley and me to break on Facebook this weekend. I think maybe Sunday, I don't know. I'll have Trent, our intern, uh, handle it. He's going to write it up, I think, under supervision. He's pretty sharp. Anyway, thanks for calling in, all right? Uh, You you can cut him off now.
5: Yeah, just remember, Spud, I'm a no vote on this. You're going to regret it, I'm telling you.
3: You lose! Uh, Good day, sir! You know, I've regretted a lot of things in my life. What's one more screw up if this goes south? Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye! Okay, let's end this show with this song... By The Fuzz It's titled Wilt Which is of course A tune about the late Great Wilt Chamberlain It was recorded on our show On 11 2, 15. Here are The Fuzz it was a big, big man
5: number 13
2: not one man could control Will Chamberlain 100 points 10,000 girls he broke all the records he was the greatest hero and girls That's what he said He kept the names of
0: Goodman show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin and Trent Botello. Video director TJ Pite. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Derek Schneider, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
2: It was a wheelie They got all the way seven 76, 77, and 73